Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Welcome back. We are glad you are here. It's a Tuesday. It's the Bill Michaels Show, and uh, thanks for taking a listen to it. As uh, to us, as always, we certainly appreciate it. Time now to talk a little bit about this Green Bay Packers team getting ready for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and their health. And to do it, let's bring in Ryan Wood. Do you want to know what's going on at 1265 Lombardi Avenue? What's next for the pack? Let's check in with our green and gold insider, Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Brought to you by Thomas Marola Law Offices. Divorce, child custody, and other family law needs. Go with experience. Go with Thomas Marola. Online at marolalaw.net or call 414-327-5800. Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. So, Ryan, uh, some of the guys that have not been practicing because of injury are now back. Uh, which uh, could add some depth to this team. That's got to be a little bit exciting if you're a Green Bay Packers fan. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny because ideally you don't want a week five bye, and that's that's any team. You don't want to buy that early in the season. You want it later in the season, mid-season, if you can have it. Uh, but Matt LaFleur was very clear yesterday that he, he felt like the bye came at the right time uh, for this team. I mean, they, they had some guys, pretty notable guys, Devontae Adams, Kenny Clark, haven't played for a while, get the extra week to rest. Rashawn Gary was out last Monday night as well. Um, th- those guys got a week and, and this, this seems like a good week for them to, to be able to, to potentially come back. So um, when you talk about some of these guys coming back, now obviously roster moves would have to be made, but uh, who, who do you feel? I mean, we know Kenny Clark is uh, ready. We know that uh, Devonte Adams is ready. Uh, who else is about ready to come back? It'll be interesting. Kamal Martin and uh, Equinemius St. Brown both returned to practice yesterday, and and, and that's big. And you, you're talking about the roster moves. Yes, you know, both both those guys are on IR, so they, they'd have to make some moves to the 53. Uh, it's got to be especially promising, the idea of, of Kamal Martin, if not this week, maybe next, being able to come back for what he can give that second level. 
Chris Barnes has been a little bit of a revelation, a, the guy that has come in and played well. Um, but they don't have Christian Kirksey right now. They, they, they need they need some some help there. And so uh, that that could certainly be a, a big addition. If, if Kamal Martin, we'll see. I mean, anytime a young player misses time, it's not advantageous this early in their career to, to not be on the field, right? So we'll have to see how much how much rust there is for him to knock off. But if it's anything like what we saw during camp, and if that knee is, is feeling good after the, the, the surgery, uh, it, it it could be a, a big, big benefit for this defense if he's able to pick up where he left off. Tell me what you think of the play up front without uh, Kenny Clark. Kingsley Kiki showed us a little bit. Uh, Tyler Lancaster, Dean Lowry, those guys. Uh, you're you're hoping you get uh, you know more from Rashawn Gary as well. Uh, so talk a little bit about up front, what you've seen in the growth without Kenny Clark. Kingsley Kiki's been the guy early in this season, the youngster who who is really, I think, impressed and is showing some signs. It's it's early, but not only has he shown some pass rush, but he's been pretty active against the run as well. Um, he's a second year guy that you know he's got a lot of athleticism. Um, Kenny Clark uh, was the one that that spoke pretty pretty uh, blatantly about just needing to to add strength to his game and and, and add power to the athleticism that he has. And he's, he's been showing that more and more, you know, the defensive line as a whole ha- had its best game against the Falcons so far in this young season. Uh, so that was a good, a, a good foundation for them to kind of carry into the bye and be able to build off of from there. Obviously when they get Kenny Clark back, that that's going to make all the difference in the world. That's your $70 million nose guard. But I, I, as a whole, it's, it's been trending in the right way. By, by mid-season, by, uh, you know, uh, in a few weeks, they'll have a better idea. Do they need to add another veteran piece uh, that, from a practice squad somewhere? Maybe if, if someone gets uh, cut or released uh, around the league by the, the trade deadline time, uh, maybe, maybe that's a possibility. Uh, but it, it's, it's been slowly trending in the right direction. I, th- I think part of that is certainly Ken- Kingsley Kiki and, and what he's been able to do so far this season. So talk a little bit about Preston Smith because Zedarius was kind of challenged by the coaches. He responded. He put up some really solid numbers, obviously, against Atlanta. Preston Smith has been used a little bit differently this year. He's dropped back more when it's come to coverage. He's been kind of moving around a little bit, obviously, with Kenny not being in there. It hasn't uh, been the opportunity to you know suck up double teams and stuff. But talk about Preston Smith's play this season. No, it's been very different, a very different role for him. Uh, when Kyler Fackrell left in free agency – Someone had to fill the vacuum that that he left, and it, it sounds your your initial reaction might be what vacuum, right? Because he had the double digit season sack season two seasons ago, but last year very much in terms of pass rush production fell to the wayside behind the Smiths. But Kyler Fackrell was the drop linebacker, the drop guy from the edge that did a lot of the coverage, and without that, and he, he, and he was an athletic guy, and he was kind of built for that. Without that, someone had to had to assume that role and, and take on those kind of unthanked and unseen job responsibilities. And that's been Preston Smith. It's been a lot more dropping this year for him. Uh, it's likely going to continue because he, like he said, he is the will rusher in, in this system that that is his position. It's what he plays. Um, so it, for him, it's, it's really being able to maximize fewer opportunities as a rusher, not that they're not having him rush anymore, but it's a lot. It, it's a lot more of a diversified skill set and, and 
and job responsibility that he's taking on this season. So, um, you know, that, that, that's gotta be an adjustment and it's one that he, you know, he hasn't complained about, but uh, it's, it's different for him. This game coming up against Tampa Bay, I actually heard somebody call it a trap game the other day on the four letter network. And I kind of shook my head. It's Tom Brady. It's a really good Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. They did not play well against the bears, but I, there's no way in hell I could ever call this a trap game. Uh, is that, if anything, I'm probably more laser focused because you're talking about a team that was beaten on Thursday night that has had extra time to prepare for you. Uh, and I, I'm not going to say that you're just going to pick up where you left off after a couple of weeks off. So uh, to me, I, this game is probably more concerning than just about other, any other game on the docket so far, right? It's not just Tom Brady. It's a ticked-off Tom Brady. It's a Tom Brady that forgot the downs in, in a game-winning or game-losing situation the last time he was on the football field. You can imagine he's going to be eager to get back on the field and put that well behind him with something else, something better, right? So it's, it's not just yeah. Tom Brady. It's a ticked-off Tom Brady, and it's a very good uh, skill set, positions, uh, positional skill players around him. Uh, and it's a really good defense. It's the, by far the best defense the Packers will have faced in five games this season. So, no, it's not a trap game. It's it's the the, the stiffest competition that they've had yet th- this season so far. And you know the the Packers are I, I believe the last I saw that they, they, they were the underdog by two points. And I don't know, Bill, how with the the lack of a full home stadium crowd, home field advantage, how that skews the point system maybe that's Vegas way maybe it's still the three points and Vegas is saying that the Packers are one point better but that that's that shows you right there this is not a team that the Packers are expected to go in and just 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 roll over um it's it's going to be a very different test for them Uh, that's the other question when you get to now people talk about Devontae being out and they can win without him and such look I said they can't go far without Devontae they can certainly win without Devontae but I don't think you're going to go far without Devontae getting Devontae back do you expect I know Aaron said in that first game that even though he got 14 you know uh, targets he said well it didn't feel like we were forcing it to him do they look more to get Devontae involved, or because you've discovered other things, do you see this continual spread of the offense? I think what this offense does is it, it has the, the depth, really some surprising depth, right? I don't think depth was a word that we were thinking of when we thought of this Packers offense on paper during the offseason. But it has some surprising depth where it's able – to look at what the defense is, is geared toward taking away, what does the defense want to shut down, and then go away from that because you, you simply can't stop anything, everything. There's a reason why this offense has had a different hero in each of the first four games. Devontae Adams week one, uh, Aaron Jones week two, Alan Lazard week three, Robert Tanyan week four. It's been a different guy every week because you can't stop everybody, and that's – that's true of any defense against any good offense in the league. That at some point there is going to be something that you can't stop. And that's what this offense has done so well. It's, it's adaptability and the flexibility within the scheme to say, okay, you're going to stack the box against Aaron Jones uh, and double cover Devontae Adams. We'll go target an Alan Lazard or a Robert Tanyan or, or Marquez Valdez Scantling. Maybe he's the guy in, in, in their fifth game. Maybe it's his turn. So if they don't, if, if they take away something else and leave Devontae, op- uh, Devontae Adams n- not open, but you know, without double coverage, sure. The Packers are going to throw to their best receiver, but if it's constant double and triple coverage, uh, they'll, they'll go somewhere else. So you, you, you kind of pick your poison with this offense. 
Um, now when you look at the loss of Alan Lazard, but they've been able to spread the ball out to so many other people, Devontae now coming back, uh, you tell me how good this – now granted they don't have Lazard back, and I think Lazard has developed into one of the better route runners on this team, but you tell me – if it, and let me oh, let me stop you here, or stop myself here. Equinemius St. Brown, how do you envision him being used when he comes back? Because I have always said he's kind of like the poor man's Donald Driver, the possession guy moving the sticks. And then if he's used in that pass in that position uh, as a guy that can move the sticks, you're talking about even a more ball control offense with more weapons, with more go-to guys. How good do you think this offense can be? You know, it's going to be interesting. Alan Lazard being out certainly means that there's more snaps and, and targets to go around at the receiver position. So that, that might elevate Equinemius St. Brown a little bit. But he has missed so much time, Bill. I, he's missed so much time from all of last year to basically the beginning of this season. He's a young player. He's in his third season. He's only played one season. And mm-hmm. with, that, with all that time he's missed, it's probably unfair to expect that much of him coming right back in the immediate future. Uh, there's, it's going to take some time for him. There's going to be some rust. It just, it, it, you got to have some rust if you're a young guy that's missed this much time, especially at the receiver position with everything that you're asked to do in terms of uh, the, the, the route concepts at this level. It's, it's an adjustment. So how will he be used? Uh, special teams is where it will start. It'll start in special teams. And he's going to most likely be near the bottom of that depth chart and we'll just see, particularly with Alan Lazard being being out, how much he's elevated. That's the question. But I, I don't know that you, it'd be all that fair, really, to expect that much from him immediately with just how much time he's missed. Um, real quick before I let you go, uh, obviously there's been a, a scare throughout the league because of COVID. How have the Packers handled this specifically when it came to the bye week? Because that's really where the concern – I guess becomes more prevalent with guys having that idle time to kind of do what it is they want to do. Yeah. So the way that it works for every team because of NFL COVID-19 protocols is that you have to stay in your home market. Uh, Ordinarily the Packers, especially the veteran players would have jetted out of here for a week and just kind of gotten away R and R and, and just kind of unplugged and unwind, right? Well, you can't really do that. Everyone had to stay here. You want to talk about one of the worst places to, to have to be forced to stay just because of the infection rates in Northeast Wisconsin right now. And, and, and frankly, the, the, the difficulty, I think that a lot of uh, medical professionals have had in, in trying to, to take, get citizens of, of this area to take this seriously, as seriously as it needs to be. And you've seen Matt LaFleur use his, his pulpit, uh, really any chance he gets to hammer home the idea that, that Northeast Wisconsin is, is not a place that, that, that is in good shape at the moment. And that's just the data backing that up. Right. So, um, you know, it was really sequestered and, and, and isolated. The battle floor said it was, it was on position coaches to kind of stay in contact with players to make sure that they didn't feel too isolated over the week. Cause it could be a rough time when you're going, going, going for six weeks, seven weeks, and then you shut it down for a week and you can't go anywhere because of you go outside it, it, it's, it's, it's frankly, it's, it, you can't be guaranteed it's, it's entirely safe. So, um, you know, it, it, I, I imagine this is a team that's very pleased to get back to football, get back to some, some semblance of, of a normal, um, even if it is a new normal. Uh, and that they'll, they'll be very pleased to, to be back and, and focusing on football this week. Good stuff, as always. Ryan, we'll talk to you later in the week, but we appreciate it, okay? All right, take care, Bill. 
Talk to you soon. There you go. Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette, PackersNews.com, joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair 80-plus years. They've been getting it done. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to SchneiderJobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE to go to SchneiderJobs.com. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Quick Trip, just like Mom would make. They have meals prepackaged right now. They make them out there at that uh, big, giant complex, fresh every day that they have out there on Lacrosse, and they put them on the trucks right away, and they ship them, and all you got to do is grab them out of your stores, take them home, pop them in the microwave, and it's just like mom made them. Oh, so, so good. Stop in and check them out over there at Quick Trip. They have all different types, fettuccine, Alfredo, and chicken. They've got beef stroganoff. They've got pork chops, gravies, mashed potatoes, stuffing. You, you, you know, name it. They've got it. It's a lot of good stuff going on at Quick Trip. Quick Trip, what's for dinner? They got you covered. That's our friends over there at Quick Trip. Uh, let's do this. We'll step away, take a quick break. I want to get back into the wide receiver class, but we didn't spend a lot of time in the last uh, segment or two when we were talking about LeBron and the whole respect thing. A lot of reaction uh, coming in on that uh, via email and some Twitter stuff as well. So I wanted to get into that discussion as well. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michaels Show coming up after this. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Here's a great fall getaway idea for the entire family from my friends up there at the uh, Four Seasons Island Resort that's in Pembine, Wisconsin. It's their annual Miscano Island Fall Fest, Saturday, October 24th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. You can book your stay for that weekend and then enjoy all sorts of fall family fun events. There's going to be pumpkin decorating, hay rides, trick-or-treating, a vendor craft show, caramel apples, s'mores, pumpkin bowling, and a whole lot more. And, of course, you can enjoy all of the other attractions that people love at the Four Seasons Island Resort. You can get in around the golf on the nine-hole executive. You can canoe. You can indoor swim. And, of course, one great meal after another at the fine dining restaurants or a fun casual dinner and drinks at the Boundary Waters Pub downstairs. You're going to watch all the sports action there as well. So come on. Get out of town. Get out of your house. Head north to the fabulous Four Seasons Island Resort that's in Pembine, Wisconsin. The annual Fall Fest is about to get underway. Get all the details at the4seasonswi.com. The4seasonswi.com. That's the4seasonswi.com. And uh, and see for yourself. The4seasonswi.com. They got a lot of fun up there. It's a, it's a tremendous, tremendous place if you haven't ever been there. And I've had a lot of people that have been introduced to it this year by listening to the program that have said, man, that place is just awesome. So uh, the4seasonswi.com. Um, a couple of different things. First of all, we were talking about two different, uh, you know, topics uh, that kind of melded here. And, uh, and Jimmy writes in when he's email inbox, I don't think the Packers needed a wide receiver with Funchess uh, opting out. They had their guy. He would have been the good choice opposite Devontae Adams and helped school some of the younger guys. I do believe that LeBron James has respect. He just wants more because, after all, he's the king, right, at least in his own mind. Uh, and we were talking about both, actually, and, and I didn't get really a chance in, in the top of the last hour to expound upon it. But it, one of the things that I had said, and, and it's not because people think that I, I don't respect LeBron, and that's not true. I do. LeBron James is an incredible player. 
an incredible player. He has been an incredible player since pretty much the day he picked up a basketball. You can give him all the props in the world. I mean, look at it this way. Not only did he have an incredible season, you know he led the league in assists. Don't don't think that he doesn't know that. You know, I mean, this is a guy that looks at he, he looks at life very similarly to the way we'll say Michael Jordan did. You know, there's always something to throw as a chip on your shoulder to say I'm not getting respected or what have you, and then to try to to, to move yourself forward. And I look, I understand that, completely understand that. Um, but what what Le, LeBron has become a polarizing figure. Okay, and whether it's, you know, just his play on the court or the fact that he went from Cleveland to Miami in a very self-serving way, so to speak, even though he did do it for the Boys and Girls Club, and you have to take into account that appreciation. But, you know, no player does that, you know. But he felt he was bigger than the world, so he was going to, you know, do his big announcement. And people have been turned off to him pretty much ever since. I mean, I know people that still can't stand him because he was driving that – toy Hummer around when he was in high school because he was getting a Hummer from uh, his agent who was going to buy him a car and then put him right into the pros and and you know, just you know all that kind of stuff I mean there have been people that have not liked LeBron since day one uh, and then there's people in today's day and age that don't like his his social stances and being outspoken and look for whatever reason LeBron you either love him or hate him I don't think there's a lot of in between but when it comes to his basketball skills Absolutely, you respect it. So when you say, I demand or I want my damn respect, you know, it, it's it's what LeBron is missing, and any intelligent person will tell you, respect is earned. There's a reason that's a cliche. It's earned, period. You know, you get a modicum of respect as a human being. And after that, what you do with it is up to you. And I, I don't understand... What about that concept is so uh, egregious to many? So, uh, but I, I quite a few people chimed in on that. Uh, this is from Joe. Joe writes in Wendy's email inbox. I think LeBron is an arrogant uh, player and a product of today's society. He is perpetuating bad manners, bad taste, and bad takes. Uh, this is from uh, D'Amico. D'Amico writes in the Wendy's email inbox and says, uh, while I like LeBron on the court, off the court, I'm not a big fan. I think he has taken many liberties to say things that are incorrect. Nobody wants to stop and correct him because he's the king. So he just looks stupid and continues to spout uh, isms. Uh, this is from Derek. Derek writes in his email inbox, uh, when it comes to playing basketball, he's one of the greatest. Everybody gives him the respect for that. Uh, people don't like him for his race. People don't like him for his comments. People don't like him for his act. People don't like him for his mean mugging. People don't like him because he went after Giannis. Whatever the reason, people just don't seem to flock to pick up LeBron items. LeBron is either a hit or miss guy, but when it comes to having mad basketball skills, give the man his props. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. You cannot deny that he is either one of the top three, top four, I mean, depending on where you want to put him. I mean, there's people that think Bill Russell's the greatest, that Kareem's the greatest, that Michael's the greatest, that LeBron's the greatest. I mean, wherever you want to put him, he's in the top five of the discussion. There's no doubt about that. That's how good he is. That's how good he is. Ten finals appearances, four championships, MVPs. I mean, they, they, you, there's no denying he's one of the greatest players ever to pick up the orange sphere, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Uh, but anyway, I just, uh, you know, I wanted to kind of kind of touch base on both of those um, because we, weren't get, we were getting reaction 
uh, both an email and uh, fan page. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away. Coming up after the top of the hour, I want to remind you, our buddy Ross Tucker, Radio.com Sports NFL Insider, is going to be here. Mike Clemens, our Green and Gold Insider, is going to be joining us as well. Looking forward to both of those guys. But before we do, next on the Bill Michaels Show, it is time to frenzy. We're going to give you that coming up. This portion of the program brought to you by Epoxy Flooring Done Right. Epoxy Flooring Polyurea Coating, warranted for life. Go to epoxyflooringdoneright.com. That is epoxyflooringdoneright.com. We'll frenzy next. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Russ looks. He's going to lay it up over the top. He's got a man down there. It's Metcalf. He's got it. Touchdown, Seahawks. Another big football weekend. Give to Gurley. Dives over the pile. Stood up and is into the end zone anyway for the Falcons. Touchdown. Time to look around the rest of the league. This time, it's a handoff. No, it's a fake. Lynch into the end zone. Touchdown, Zuckers. Listen, he faked you. He faked faked me. He faked everybody. This is the football frenzy on the Bill Michaels Show. Here's the flip to McCaffrey. Caffrey to the right, picks up a good block from Moten and scores. Touchdown, Carolina. Second down, handoff, Elliott banging at the goal line. That's a touchdown, Cowboys. Ah, it's frenzy time. We are glad to have you back. Don't forget, uh, coming up immediately following the game on Sunday, it's the Green and Gold postgame show. We frenzy then as well. Gary Ellerson, yours truly, uh, just as soon as the Green Bay Packers hopefully dispose of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, turn to many of these same stations. Gary and I break it down, the Green and Gold postgame show, immediately following the contest this weekend. In the meantime, Teddy Bridgewater finds D.J. Moore for this catch and run touchdown. Here it is. Bridgewater goes left wing, caught 50-yard line, down the sideline, Moore 40 to the 30. D.J. Moore's got a convoy, (laughs) and he'll social distance into the end zone for a touchdown. There you have it. Uh, touchdown. That was on the uh, the Panthers radio network. Teddy Bridgewater picking up a TD there. As a matter of fact, he ended up with two of them on the day, 27 to 37, 313 yards, a 116.2 quarterback rating. Matt Ryan, 21 of 37, 226 yards, threw a pick, and that season is just spiraling out of control. Their staff was fired immediately after 63.6 quarterback rating. Calvin Ridley targeted 10 times, eight catches, 136 yards, but did not dent the end zone. However, Todd Gurley had a big day, 14 carries, 121 yards, the longest being a 35-yarder into the end zone. Panthers lose 23-16, and the Falcons are still yet to find a victory. In the meantime, Raiders, Chiefs, Derek Carr had this deep shot to the rookie, Henry Ruggs. Carr's going to go back into the gun. Chiefs rush five. Carr's going for the home run ball. Got a man open. It's Ruggs. There he is. Ruggs. Touchdown. Jackpot, baby. Jackpot. Vegas leads it. There you have it. Brent Musburger on the Raiders radio network. Ruggs, 72-yarder, 24-21 was the score at that point. And uh, the the, uh, Chiefs did tie it up, by the way, with a uh, field goal. But then again, uh, Jacobs gets a seven-yard run from the outside to make it 30-24 with the PAT. And that's the way it ended. Patrick Mahomes, 22 of 43, 343 yards, two touchdowns, but did have his first pick of the season. Derek Carr, 22 of 31. 347 yards through that 72-yard touchdown bomb there. Had three TDs on the day. Had a 126.7 quarterback rating. In addition, he also threw a pick. He threw a 59-yard touchdown pass as well to Aguilar on the day. 
Aguilar had 67 receiving yards on two catches. Uh, meanwhile, it was Ruggs, two catches, 118 yards. Raiders, 40-32. They knock off the Chiefs. The Raiders are now 3-2 and two on the season. The Chiefs' first loss. They go to 4-1. and one. The Cardinals and the Jets. Chase Edmonds with his 29-yard gallop. Chase Edmonds in the back foot with Murray. Third down and one of the 29. Four receivers set. Shotgun snap. It's a run play right side. Big hole Edmonds, 25-20. 10-5 touchdown. Chase Edmonds in this very stadium did it three times against the Giants a year ago. So it's no surprise that the guy that went to college right by MetLife Stadium scores the first points for the Cardinals today against the Jets. And the Jets don't have a win to their name either. Cardinals 30-10 to 10 over the Jets on the Cardinals radio network. And uh, Kyler Murray, 27-37, 380 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Uh, meanwhile, Joe Flacco, 18-33, of 33, 195 yards, did have a touchdown on the day. Le'Veon Bell, 13 carries, only 60 yards, averaged 4.6 yards per carry. But they just can't get it together out there in New York as the uh, the Jets continue to try to find a way to win 0-5. Meanwhile, the Cardinals go to 3-2. and two. The Steelers and the Eagles, Big Ben being back. Here you go. Chase Claypool scores four touchdowns in the win. Here it is. Ben goes empty again, third and eight at the Eagles' 35-yard line. Here's the snap. He throws it down the field. Oh, that is Chase Claypool into the end zone for a Pittsburgh Steelers touchdown. Wide open from 35 out, and Ben kind of knew it. Claypool ran for one, caught three, seven catches, 110 yards, had a 35-yarder there. Ben Roethlisberger, 27-34, 239 yards, three touchdowns, not a pick to his name, a 125.4 quarterback rating. Like I said, Claypool, three carries, six yards but had a touchdown on the day as well. Steelers get the win on the Steelers Radio Network. 38-29 on the day. 38-29 was the final. Uh, the Steelers also undefeated. 4-0 on the season. The Eagles toiling away at 1-3-1. and Then the Rams. The Rams on the road in Washington. And uh, here it is. Daryl Henderson scores for the second time on this pass from Jared Goff. Goff to the air. Oh, yeah. Fires middle. Caught by Henderson. He'll take it the distance. Wow. Touchdown, L.A. To secure week five. On to San Francisco. On the Rams radio network, Rams get the win 30-10. to 10. Rams now 4-1. and one. Washington 1-4. One and four. And again, much like many bad teams, quote, toiling away. Meanwhile, the Ravens at home, they had their way with Cincinnati. Patrick Queen, how about this guy? Because I would have loved to have seen him in green and gold. He recovers a fumble and in, and he takes it to the house. Joe Burrow out of the shotgun. Ravens will rush five. Burrow throws to his left. It is complete to Mike Thomas. Thomas fumbles the ball. The Ravens have it. Scooped up at midfield. It's Patrick Queen down the sideline. He's to the 20, the 10, 5, touchdown Ravens. Patrick Queen, and with 8.21 left to play, the Hayes in the barn. The Hayes in the barn. The Ravens get the win on the Ravens Radio Network, 27-2-3, the final there. And the Bengals go to 1-3-1. The Ravens are 4-1, one of the better teams in the AFC. Meanwhile, it was the Tech. They were due. They fired their head coach, so you kind of figured they'd get a bounce back against Minshew Mania. Deshaun Watson connects with Brandon Cooks for the score. Here it is. Here's the snap to Deshaun. Throws over the middle. Got a man. First half, Cooks. Left side, 15-10-5. He's in. Touchdown, Houston. On fourth down, 28 yards. 
Texans Radio Network, 30-14. to 14. The Texans get their first win of the season, so they are now 1-4. The Jaguars fall. They are now 1-4 as well. Then the surprise game. The Dolphins go clean from the East Coast to the West Coast. They go into San Fran. Ryan Fitzpatrick hits Preston Williams for the touchdown. Blitz coming. Gets it off the last minute. Deep downfield. Touchdown Miami. What a throw. Preston Williams. How about that? I mean, it just, it, I never saw this coming. 43-17 on the Dolphins Radio Network. They destroy the 49ers. Uh, you've got Jimmy Garoppolo, 7 of 17, 77 yards. Leaves the game after a couple of picks. Uh, Bethard comes in, 9 of 18, 94 yards. Does throw a touchdown pass. Mostert, 11 carries, 90 yards. Uh, but really, it was all all, uh, all Miami all the time. They ran for 94 yards on the day. And Fitzmagic, 22 of 28, 350 yards and three touchdowns. It, it, the guy is just unbelievable. He, one day he looks like a, a world beater. The next day, absolutely awful. Meantime, you got the Browns and the Colts. And believe it or not, you got Ronnie Harrison with the pick six. Rivers back to pass. Late pressure coming. Steps up, throws. That's going to be picked off. They got it down the sideline. Picked off by Ronnie Harrison. It's a pick six. Touchdown. Well, Rivers throwing late. Ronnie Harrison just sitting out there on the flat waiting. And we've been waiting to get him into that secondary. Welcome, Ronnie Harrison. With the PAT, I made it 27-10 at that point on the Browns radio network. The Browns go on to win 32-23. 32-23. Phillip Rivers, 21-33, 243 yards, but threw two picks in that game. Two bad picks. Also had one that fell incomplete when he was in his own terror in his own end zone. And that ended up putting points to the board. Meanwhile, Baker Mayfield, 21-37, 247 yards, two touchdowns. Did throw two picks as well. Not a great day for him. Odell Beckham Jr., five catches, 58 yards on the day. But the Browns are now four and one. The Colts go to three and two, but I dare I say it again, the Browns are four and one. Meanwhile, you got Greg Zerline, the game-winning field goal for the Dallas Cowboys on a very tough day. 34-yard kick to win the game. Good snap, good hold, the kick's up. It snakes inside the right upright, and the Cowboys win. And I mean, he didn't split them, but it's kind of like when you drive in two lanes, you paid taxes on the whole road. (laughs) There you go. The Cowboys go to 2-3 and three on the season on the Cowboys Radio Network. The Giants are still winless. So for the city of New York, they are 0-10 with their two football teams. And uh, the Cowboys, by the way, obviously losing Dak Prescott in that contest. But with that second win at 2-3, at and three, they are now atop the NFC East, believe it or not. Meanwhile, Seahawks, Vikings, Russell Wilson finds DK Metcalf in the end zone. Fourth down in this crazy finish of the game. Russell, look out. He's going to fire inside. Run! He does! It's a touchdown! It's a touchdown, Seahawks, and it's Metcalf who reaches up and makes the catch. They went for two, didn't get it, so that's the way it ended. 27-26 on the Seahawks Radio Network. Seahawks get the win. Uh, meanwhile, you got Kirk Cousins, 27-39, 249 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Russell Wilson, 20-32, 217, three touchdowns. And a pick. DK Metcalf, uh, six catches, 93 yards, two touchdowns on the day. Russell Wilson, the big rusher, when it came for uh, five carries, 58 yards, he got it done again. Uh, Madison, by the way, 20 carries, 112 yards. They ran for 201 yards, the uh, the Vikings did, in a losing effort. That defense has really, really, really fallen off. 
The Vikings go to one and four. Seahawks still undefeated in the NFC at five and zero. Oh. And then the game last night: the Saints and the Chargers. Will Lutz with a game winner. Will Lutz out to attempt a 36-yard field goal. Snap and hold look good. The kick is on its way, and it is inside the left upright. So the New Orleans Saints get three on the opening drive of overtime. They lead the Chargers 30-27. to And then their defense stiffened on the Saints radio network, and that's the way it ended, 30-27. And the Saints, they get their third win of the season now, 3-2, and two, the Chargers at 1-4. and four. So that is is your frenzy good good stuff right there this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at bud light the official beer sponsor of the bill michael sports talk network we still got more stay tuned don't forget ross tucker radio.com sports nfl insider he is coming up after the top of the hour we got a little baseball postseason to get to next to the bill michael show Station strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veterans Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers worked out inside the Hudson Center. Not practicing was defensive back Kevin King and halfback and returner Tyler Irvin. We spoke to middle linebacker Chris Barnes, the rookie out of UCLA, who talked about what he learned facing Falcons quarterback Matt Ryan last week. It's good to be able to go against that, to be able to grow real fast and pick up on, you know, what he's doing or what he might be telling his offense. So for me, as a Mike, I got to be able to respond and, you know, make our checks based off what he's doing. So um, I feel like I did a pretty good job. Still have a lot to grow on, like, I, like I've said. You know, it's it great to be able to go against Matt Ryan and these great quarterbacks like that each and every week. This week, the Packers face Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, led by head coach Bruce Arians and his staff, Matt LaFleur. With Tampa Bay coming up, I mean, they're, they're as good as any team I, I feel in the league. Got great coaches that have had proven success. That's Packers head coach Matt LaFleur in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Bad news if you're a Dodgers fan. Clayton Kershaw, he has been scratched from his game two start in the NLCS because of back spasms. The Dodgers making that announcement this morning about six hours before first pitch uh, from Globe Life Field. Tony Gosselin. You may be going, what? The rookie going to start in his place. He... uh, this season has been really good for Kershaw, and he's been really, really good. But the the first time back issues have cropped up for uh, Kershaw since he was scratched hours before his opening day start. The left-hander was ready by the time his 10-day stint on the injured list had expired, but uh, he is uh, not going to be making his start coming up tonight. And uh, thus, uh, they're going to go with the rookie. Uh, in the meantime, in case you're uh, just kind of taking a look at this, the Dodgers – uh, the Dodgers trail this series. One game to none. The Braves got them yesterday. 
Uh, so the Braves get an early jump on the L.A. Dodgers, and that was a, a 5-1 win. Dodgers pounding out eight hits yesterday and five runs, and the, the, the Dodgers, or excuse me, the Braves pounding out eight hits and five runs. The Dodgers could only muster four hits in that ball game. And uh, meanwhile, you got the Tampa Bay Rays. They got the four to two double up win over the Astros. And I was what? Now Tampa Bay leads the series two games to none. I was watching Twitter last night uh, as that game was uh, was or yesterday, if you want to call it that, as that game was culminating. Uh, I'll tell you what, there are a lot of baseball fans that have not forgotten about the Houston Astros and what has what happened down there and that uh, that cheating scandal because there was jubilation, jubilation among many when Tampa Bay uh, took the lead in that ball game and uh, never relinquished it. So it was it was uh, there's still a lot of um, I guess a lot of seething ververs, so to speak. Um, Tampa Bay got on them early, too, don't forget. I mean, they put up three runs in that first inning and then just kind of held them off. I mean, Houston did put – it was a little bit scary in the last inning, in the ninth inning. Houston put that run up. But uh, Houston pounded out ten hits, but they had a couple of costly errors. Uh, In the meantime, Tampa Bay, four runs and four hits. That was it. That was all she wrote. But uh, McCullers takes the loss. Uh, Morton got the win, and then Anderson got the save. For Tampa Bay, so uh, Tampa Bay continues to look strong in this postseason, and uh, you've got the Braves and the Dodgers back at it today as well. Both teams back at it today. Meanwhile, you've got to the Braves and the Dodgers. That game goes at 5:05 Central Time today. That's 5:05 Central Time, and uh, the Tampa Bay Rays and Houston Astros they go off at 7:40. Central Time. Again, 740 Central Time. The next hour of the program is going to be awesome, and I'll tell you why, because we're going to have Ross Tucker, our, uh, our, our Radio.com NFL insider, is going to be joining us. I love having him on. We'll talk more about the season, the Packers, the whole deal. Also, Mike Clemens, our Green and Gold insider, is going to be here for the remainder of the show. So we've, we've got a lot of good stuff. If you're a football fan, a Packers fan, this hour is just sit back, relax, grab some grub, and enjoy yourself. Don't forget, you got the Bill Michael Suttle uh, brought to you by Bud Light Seltzer coming up on Thursday night. Andy Herman and Ross Uglum of PackerReport.com both going to be here. That's 6 to 8 this Thursday night, the Bill Michael Suttle. Stay tuned. Ross Tucker, he's going to join us next on the Bill Michael Show. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 